just a quick disclosure to share in conjunction with this podcast. Each of us are speaking to our personal experiences and do not consider ourselves experts and cannot offer medical, therapy, financial, or legal advice. We represent a wide range of experience on the autism spectrum and will always honor each perspective that is brought to our discussions. Our experiences, opinions, and perspectives are all unique and different and will be celebrated. Thank you so much for listening and connecting with us. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Navigating Adult Autism. We are a bunch of moms with a lot of perspectives, opinions, and experience. My name is Mary. I am here tonight with Dawn, Heather, Cynthia, and Elizabeth, and Tara. We are missing Kara tonight, but our topic is guardianship. And we're just going to touch on our personal stories of those who have guardianship and those who have not. Um, and then Elizabeth, our wonderful family advocate, will fill us in on some important details about guardianship. And then at a later date, we are going to have an attorney on here on our podcast that will go into greater detail about guardianship and power of attorney and, and other items. So we're just going to kick it off and start talking about it. Who would like to start tonight? Did I hear you, Heather? I didn't know I volunteered. Yeah, okay. I thought I'd volunteer for you. Okay. Uh, Yeah, so this is Heather. And you have Zachary. And I have Zachary. And he's 22. We did uh, get full guardianship for him um, as soon as he turned 18. I've got the paperwork in front of me. It looks (laughs) like the court date was like three or four days after his birthday. Anyway, so this was a fairly easy decision, I guess. Um, you know, Zachary's on the profound end of autism, the autism spectrum, and can't make any decisions for himself or, you know, live independently or anything like that. So, but I can tell you how that kind of worked for us because I do get lots of questions from people. Do you? Okay. Um, so, what what happened for us is I was nervous about it probably two years before we turned 18. <laughs> the nerves and the worry started at 16. So what I ended up doing was contacting a lawyer at that point, just so I could understand how the process was going to work. So I would recommend people do that instead of worrying and losing sleep. And that lawyer said, hey, Heather, you got to come back three to four months before his birthday, but you can't do anything before then. And so we did that. Uh, There was a lot of paperwork. Um, Let's see. Zachary got a guardian at Lydum assigned to him. Um, which is obviously the case because uh, Michael and I were the petitioners to be his co-guardians. And a guardian ad litem is... Uh, it's basically a lawyer for Zachary. He's, okay. yeah. And um, that that lawyer is very nice and uh, did do a home visit. And he checked to see that Zachary's, you know, place and where his room was and kind of, you know, just the situation at home. He did do that. So we had a home visit, which I know... Sometimes I've heard parents be nervous about all that stuff, but it's just. There was a, did you guys have a fee to that lawyer? You paid that lawyer? Yeah. Know we did. Yes, we, we had a fee. Um, yeah. And I think, I don't know, like, I can't remember exactly what we paid, but I will say that it was fairly minimal. Yeah. I think yeah. so. Um, but he came to visit and then we did a bunch of paperwork. We had. Um, was one what? home visit required? One one. home visit from uh, Zachary's lawyer. And then he was also served papers. 
Uh, I think there might be an option not to be served, but in this case, I'm just going with what happened to us. So on Easter Sunday evening, uh, we had two sheriff deputies <laughs> come to oh the house, okay. and they served Zachary papers. Um, of course, Zachary was just intrigued by uh, the two gentlemen in uniform. <laughs> and so, um, just like we do, because I'm a scrapbooker, I was like, do you mind to take a picture with Zachary? Okay, that's cute. <laughs> so, I think um, I remember seeing that on yeah. Facebook. So, Zachary took a picture with the two sheriff um, people, and they were very kind. And they said, you know what? No one's ever asked to take our picture. <laughs> <laughs> when we're serving papers. <laughs> I was like, this is kind of a different situation. So, um, anyway, and then we had a court date that was set, obviously. Um, it was family court, so no one else was in the courtroom with us, which I think that concept, at least for us, makes people nervous. Like, you're not in front of a bunch of strangers that you don't yeah. know. And then I had to testify, uh, which can be, all of this is emotional. I'm saying it with little giggles because it's been, I don't know, three or four years, and uh, you've survived. Once you've survived it, you can, you know. Look back and laugh. Yes. Um, but at that point, we kind of shut everything down, even therapies, because I was like, this is all I can handle mentally is just to get through this situation. Because it does feel like that final kind of point where you're thinking, it. not that life's over at all, but, you know, Elizabeth, you might have well, some thoughts on that. It was but, like three or four days under the, you know, somebody else, yeah. you know, I was like, well, what if something happens during that right. three or four days? Or what yes. if they decide we're not fit and they're going to, and just yes. everything you can think of. And of course, three or four days pass. And, you know, because there was a, a short period of time where the turn 18 before the, mm-hmm. the court ruling that he is under that right. guardian mm-hmm. enlightenment. Yes. And that was my biggest fear. And it was very unfounded, but yeah, that's no, what I, we do to ourselves. Yeah, yeah, that's weird because it's like, and people, what what I thought was interesting was, you know, we didn't know the details of how it all went down, but anyone that just around us, that family even, didn't understand like kind of why you have to do it. And it's like, well, because when your child is eighteen, that's it, folks. You you can't that's really right. tell them what to do. That's right. You think you might think you can tell them what to do, but legally you can't tell. Like you lose your rights to tell your like. Kids, anything once they're eighteen. Well, and unless you have guardianship, that, that's that, enforceable by law. Yes, I mean, I still boss my kids around a little bit. Yes, yes. But, but I mean, you if, can't if, legally make decisions for it. Like Zachary would be a ward of the state if Michael and I were not his guardians, and I think that's what Elizabeth's talking about. Like, yeah, absolutely. And yeah. also, you know, their doctors aren't going to talk to you, right? Any, yes. anything yeah. that you would, can't make healthcare you decisions. Can't make healthcare yeah. decisions. You can't. Mm-mm. You know do their banking. You can't do any of that stuff unless, no. you, you know, maybe the banking, if you set up a joint account, but you can't go up and open yeah. a, an account on their name. You can't make, Mm-mm. and nobody with any financial or legal items, term, you know, anything, they're not going to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, unless you can. They, yeah. No. Yeah. I was worried about, I'm like getting sick or what if we have, what he has to go to the hospital or in this little bit of time. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because it couldn't be the day before his birthday. And that's per county, I think. In our county, it had to be. Yeah. And I think. They had to be 18 before they would. Petition. Know, make the yeah. Date. yeah. Yeah. So. Um, but I do. Funny. This is kind of not really funny, but I do keep the paperwork and I keep a copy in my purse at all times just okay. in case. Because with an adult, I just always want to have proof that you can talk to me and you can. I have heard kind of some horror stories where maybe they didn't have the paperwork and people. Well, that's a good tip. Yeah, so I keep that just in case, like, mm-hmm. do you need this on file? 
Do you need to scan this into your system? Anyway, but um, but court day, uh, like I say, it was it was emotional. There were tears. There were all sorts of things. But I will say that the judge and the recorder and both lawyers were extremely, extremely lovely to us. And we all took pictures afterwards. And um, yeah, and so we ha- the thing I will say about this, because I think it's a fairly depressing thing generally to have to go through. Um, so I had a mom that had done it previously to me. Uh, I think she had a son that was late twenties at this point when I met her and, um, she just gave me some great advice, which I like to share with everyone. Sure. But she's like, you know, if you got to do it, just celebrate. And she said, just celebrate it. She said, we literally had a party and, um, I thought, you know, we're going to have a party. So we got a cake it was a small party. We didn't, you know, we really didn't feel like inviting like a bunch of people over. So it was just me and Michael and Zachary, but we had our own little party. We had um, a cake with, um, it was like a guardian angel kind of a cake. Oh. And we had a gavel put on the top of it. Oh, I love that. And the person that made it said, I've never made a cake with a gavel. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> and angel wings. We aren't, we aren't your typical your typical cake orders. So anyway, um, so that's what we did. We just kind of celebrated the moment. And that picture, we took a picture with the cake, the three of us. And that's framed in the li- the living room. I won't oh. ever take that down. Oh. So, I mean, it's really like as hard as it was. And you hope when they're young that this is so- no one, no one wants to do this. Right. And they don't want to think about having to do it. But, um, but I guess we just kind of thought it's a gift. We just looked at it as a gift. It's a gift that we are here and healthy enough to continue to help him as an adult. Cause there are lots of things could go wrong and this, this maybe couldn't work out. So uh, we're just happy that it was able to work out and everybody was so nice. So, wow. That's, yeah. that's a good story. Yeah. Good. I do have a question when you went to court uh-huh. and you had to testify. Yeah. So then what did you testify to? Uh, I had to testify to like his capacity to make decisions and things like that. And I think that's the hardest part because you're saying your kid can't do certain things right in front of him. Yeah. Uh, he was, yeah. Sit- and he had to sit on the opposite side with his lawyer. He could not sit with us. Oh, wow. Uh, which is, you know, it was fine. It was a little, a little courtroom. Um, but he did have to sit with his lawyer and um, yeah, Michael definitely did not want to testify. So he's like, you are definitely doing that part. And so um, they did husband prepare. Husband's another topic. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Husband's another, <laughs> another topic later. <laughs> uh, we love did. Michael. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> yes. Uh, they prepped me with the questions, though. So even, but hearing them in the moment, it is still, you're still going to cry, yeah, folks. Of it's course. Just, you're just going to have to do it and just suffer through it. But, um, but it was quick. They didn't, like, prolong it. Oh, I was good. probably talking for five or six minutes or something like that. So... Are you and the only one who had to, I mean, did you have to have like to, letters from doctors? Oh, well, and- the documentation is, the word I would use is intrusive and also depressing. But um, yeah, you have to have all that. Tons of documentation going into it before you could even petition for the court date and oh, all wow. that stuff. Yeah. Wow. So it's, the paperwork is interesting and a lawyer would help you, you know, guide you through that. Just like a service coordinator's you know, service coordinator guided us through different paperwork that we've had to do before, but um, definitely without a professional, this would be a, it would be a nightmare, I would Mm -hmm. say. Right. So, yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, and I know ours. Ours was a little bit different because we were during COVID, so oh my we goodness, had a, yeah. a virtual court date. Oh my! So it was really, it was really kind of different. Mm-hmm. You know, it was kind of I don't know. It was yeah, it was just different. It was seemed less, you know, intrusive. It was you know just everybody had been on a million webinars and all that. So it you know. But it was still, there was still a lot of emotion there. And it's interesting how you said, you know, talking about some of those reasons. I know just, if, just I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, um, I think it was Social Security or Medicaid that, that called. And I'm like, well, you have his papers. Well, I don't have, I don't have his papers. I don't, you know, I'm like, yeah, you've, you've got the papers. I've talked to people for the last couple of years. And so she says, well, is, is he there? And I'm like, yes, he is. And he says, well, I need to get verbal confirmation. I said, let's go for it. So I walk into his bedroom and I kind of wake him up. And I'm like, Nathan, can mom talk to this person? And I'm like nodding my head. Mm-hmm. And of course, he's nodding his head backwards. <laughs> and I'm like, say yes. <laughs> and he goes, say yes. <laughs> oh, that's great. And I said, will that do? And she said, that'll do. <laughs> oh, gosh. Gosh. But yeah, it was very interesting. We had, so we did have that, that journey with Nathan and making that, but it was really, it was really interesting because leading up to making that decision for him and to be his guardian, I've been really a big part of bringing the supported decision making kind of, um, the movement that hit Springfield and Missouri, um, um, Jonathan Martinez, Elizabeth Moran, Jonathan Martinez, if you don't know, look up his case on Jenny, um, Jenny Hatch. Really good. It's about keeping as many rights as possible rather than going to full guardianship. So I'm in the midst of all this that's going on. I'm so excited going to, you know, being part of the um, supported decision-making consortium and going to all these talks. And I was so excited. And then I realized I'm like, yeah, they're not talking about Nathan. So I went up to Jonathan Martinez once and I said, you know, I said, is there any way, is there any way that he could retain any of his rights and, you know, that I wouldn't have to be his guardian? He said, and I told him about Nathan, he said, he said, there's guardianship for a reason. And he says, no, your son needs a guardian. He says, but what I can tell you is be the best guardian you can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that okay. really... I, th- I think that helped me, some of that emotion that you had to go through mm-hmm. in your family on your own. In that moment, I got all that. You know, I got what I needed to hear was, yeah, there's a reason for guardianship. And just be the best one you can. Right. You know him. You're going to make the right choices on his behalf. So so do that. And then when it came time for my next youngest, or for my youngest, Chase, um, turned 18 this summer, and went thought and thought and decided that, you know, we were not going to take guardianship um, for him, that he, you know, that he could make those decisions. And a big part of that decision was that he listens to his parents. You know, he will, he doesn't have reckless behavior. He, you know, he's at a point where, you know, I don't really have to worry about friends taking advantage of him and squatting in his home and taking his social security check. You know, he still mm-hmm. listens to everything, you know, that we say he's still, he's got some medical needs, and but he listens and takes that guidance. So if he'd fought us on, on some of that, maybe not. If we got to every Sunday and he said, yeah, I'm not going to take my shot for my Crohn's disease. 
maybe we'd have made a different decision, but he reminds me, get the timer set. And he reminds me every Sunday, you know, Hey, you know, it's my shot day, which leg, you know, you can't ever remember which leg. So, oh. so, you know, so it was different for both of them. And then for my oldest, Nicole, I mean, it wasn't even a consideration, you know, that wasn't something that came into play. Um, but part of that whole movement of that supported decision-making, I really liked one of the stories that Jonathan spoke about. He said, you know, we all have our group, so supported. That means we reach out to others. We have our those group of people that help us. And he said, you know, if I, if I were to get what part of a car, you know, he was getting his car fixed. He said, you know, I rely on those people. You know, I rely on people to to help me with those decisions because I don't know enough about cars. That's mm-hmm. part of supported decision-making. If you don't know enough about something, you study it out, you find those around you that know more. And the biggest thing that that really was part of that, um, that movement was the dignity of failure. You know, sometimes we as parents are looking at protecting and we don't want our kids to go through something and that was really part a big part of supported decision-making is allowing them to fail. Now, we want to protect. And sometimes, you know, we might have, there might be somebody who is their, their, what is it, their own best enemy, worst enemy, you know, oh. own worst enemy, you know that, that's going to need maybe financial guardianship. Mm-hmm. And I know we're going to kind of hit on that there are, you, there's not just full guardianship. Mm-hmm. There's there's different types. Yes. Do you know the different types? I mean, do you have them? Are we going to hit on that later with the attorney? Well, I think when we're just talking guardianship, right, you can do that full guardianship. What is that called? Plenary, right? Plenary or full guardianship and then limited guardianship. And that can be go, going before the court and deciding what rights mm-hmm. um, need to be, you know, be gotcha. taken away, for lack of a better word. Yeah. But have that. Be, so whether it's medical or financial, um, it could be, um, you know, placement, decisions made on placement. Mm-hmm. And so so there's part of those partial guardianships that just, you know, covering those areas where an individual may need, need that extra support. Right. So two of our parents here have full guardianship. The rest of us do not have guardianship, correct? Right. So mm-hmm. I have medical power of attorney. I think that's all we have, but we're actually going through our Heather and I share the same attorney, actually. We're yeah. kind of going through our updated trust and will and ironing more things out because that's another thing. When we will have the attorney later, things change. People change. Right. Situations change. I mean, some people that we need to put in our trust and our will, the attorney recommended, you know, someone younger. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. That yeah, would be there. So there's, there's a lot of facets. But uh, we do have medical power of attorney. And real quick, we kind of learned the hard way when... Uh, and this is Mary, by the way, and my son is 31. But when he was in his early 20s, him and I were at a restaurant, um, Wingstop to be exact. Um, <laughs> and it had been a really busy day. Um, I, there's a lot of things going on at home. And apparently my son got a little dehydrated and really didn't eat much, um, which is not, you know, the norm for him. But uh, when we got our order... All of a sudden, he passed out, and his face kind of went right into his wings. Um, you know, and I'm like, you know, saying his name over and over. And you know, um, apparently, the nurse that's in his doctor's office happened to be there with her family. I mean, talk that's about lucky. Yeah. I mean, it happens a lot where people are there. Just, <laughs> yeah, you, know, you for just us. told us the story 
a couple weeks ago and you yes. had a green county yes. sheriff yes. <laughs> i know and there's the nurse and she's sitting there and she are. runs over i didn't know she was there at the time i must say she yeah. ran over and i was like what are you because where i'm sitting now i know you can't see me but i was sitting here and my son was there and she ran over and you know and she was helping him and taking his pulse and he listen he would not wake up for a while i thought he was mm-hmm. seizing mm-hmm. and actually she did too mm-hmm. and she still thinks right. that it was more than a faint but um so she called 911, said, call 911, and so I'm kind of freaking out a little bit, and finally he comes to, and um, right this time the fire truck is here and everything, and he wakes up very angry and belligerent, oh. and uh, which, you know, I've heard after a seizure they can be like that. I don't, to this day, we don't know. He didn't have any seizure activity in the ER. However, when they took him out, they were taking him out. I was giving him his name, all the pertinent information. They're putting him on the stretcher and they're asking him his name and how old he is. So he was over 18. He was like, get me out of here. I'm not going. He's fighting, you know, get me off this stretcher. Undo that. I'm, you know, arguing. And so uh, the fireman comes over. And he says, you know, bad news, mom. He's over 18. He doesn't have to go. We're going to get him out of the stretcher. My son is on the stretcher and I say, no, you're going. I'm trying to talk to him nicely. <laughs> that no, you you need to go to the ER. This is we need to find out what it I'm fine, I'm fine. And so they're getting ready to take him off. I, you know, listen, I went right up to his face and his ear and I said, Listen, buddy, <laughs> you're going to the freaking ER right now, and I'm gonna call your dad. You know, I did the whole I'm calling your dad, and you're, you're going, going to the hospital so we hospital. can save your life, yes. or I'm gonna kill you. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much done. That thank you. Yeah, that's what I was trying to yeah. thank you. No. That's what happened. So um Fine, fine. I will go. I will go. So he's going in, and I'm I'm in the parking lot. So they're taking him away, and it's you know I'm going to Mercy. Okay, I'll, I'm following you in the car. He didn't care. As they're putting him in the ambulance that's here by now, he decides to flip me off as he's going in to the ambulance. He's never flipped me off in his life. I didn't even know that he knew how to flip anybody off. That's never happened before. And I'm in the parking lot, and I'm like, okay. Like, what just happened? <laughs> what is happening? Just keeping it fun. <laughs> there's never a dull moment. And so, um, anyway, the end of that story is I immediately, my husband and I got power of medical, you know, medical power of attorney, excuse me. Um, and that was just a simple little incident. You know, who knows if he would have. And did that not require could, court or anything? Like, what did that, what does that part the require? Attorney. Just to know. Yeah. And we were okay. kind of going to do our will and everything anyway. And that required us going to the attorney and it was a form and we signed it. She filed it and I'm not good. Heather, I don't have it with me all the time, but in fact, I'm not sure I know where it is. I think it's in a drawer somewhere, but I have to update it anyway. But that's what we have now because that was a lesson learned. Uh, Because if he's, if I'm not with him, wonder if he really was injured and he refused to go to the doctor. Um, but he can revoke it at any time, like you said, Elizabeth. Yes, yes. Oh, is that what you're going to say, Don? Yes. yes. Yeah, um, and the doctor question. told me that, too. He said, hey, Mary, you know, if he says, I don't want this anymore. I'm like, okay, I get it. And we still talk to him about it. And he's he's pretty good about it. So that's all we have um, right now for him. Anybody else, Cynthia and Don, you do not have guardianship? Do you have any type of power of attorney? Um, well, I have created powers of attorney. But before I get to that um, creative power of attorney. Creative I have power created. Power? I know, oh, okay. I have <laughs> oh my God, that's, a, that's a new one. <laughs> I pull it out of the hat. No. Well, um, for a number of years, I worked for a family law attorney. I did the clerical, so the typing. 
And so he worked in family court. He did guardianship. So I was very familiar with the forms. So I had that background information. Then I guess it was the uh, UMKC's Institute for Human Development did a seminar, I think 2015. So, you know, right before JR was going to turn 18. And I went to the seminar to learn. And so they were talking about the, al- the alternates, alternatives to guardianship and this little checklist that they had. And does he have the ability to express his wants, his needs and that? And it's a pretty a nice little checklist. And yes, maybe there was we a can, checklist. we yes. can link it, you know, just to help you think through everything. Um, uh, daily life and employment, healthy living, medical and all this. And um, JR's position on the spectrum, he didn't, I'm going to say he didn't earn his high school diploma in the same way that his neurotypical sister earned her diploma. So there's, I would say, cognitive gaps there. But I can leave him at home for long stretches of time. I know he knows how to feed himself. He's not going to burn the house down. Um, I have no fears of that any more than I leaving a pan on the stove, you know, Mm -hmm. to cause a fire. So is this something you and your husband have discussed? Um, well, sadly, no, we haven't had family sit down discussions. I think so many decisions, unfortunately, that we've made regarding JR, it's come down to money. And, but on this one, I felt like we could take the gamble. And, and something else that I did to research was I interviewed a couple of moms who were ahead of me and one had taken guardianship and if I had to, it seemed like her son was higher functioning than mine, but she didn't take guardianship. And she also got some throwback from the disability community because she did that. And, but as she explained it, and, and Elizabeth, I think, has already hit on it, it's whether or not the child is mature enough to take advice, not the child, the young adult, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, if the young adult can take advice if they have a good inkling of, is this good advice? So I tell JR every once in a while when I'm bossing him around, I really think this is good advice. I don't always give you good advice, but think about this. This, I'm telling you, son, mm-hmm. this is good advice. You need to do this. He will accept help. There's not, I mean, there's some grumbling and complaining sometimes to get compliance, but if it's good advice, if it's important, you know, I'm 95% certain that he's going to do that. Now, last year, our internet service provider is not very good. JR called another internet service provider, paid for the installation with his own money, his own debit card, scheduled it, and it was supposed to happen like on a Sunday. And so I'm not a good, no, he made the call on Sunday. Well, it doesn't matter. There was a five-day gap or so before they were to come to install. And so finally he came to me and he goes, I have to tell you something. You're not going to like it. So he knew that. I was, that's smart. So he told me what it was. And it's like, this is good advice. That's a bad idea, JR. Uh, you need to call, cancel, get your money back. And um, it, it happened. They listened to me because... He's 18. He can, 
he can enter into his own contracts legally, right? Mm-hmm. He's, he's in our house, still living. He doesn't own the house. He doesn't pay. Um, we're working on the rent end of things. But uh, we finally got, we got that contract broken. He got his money back. So then we have an opportunity to go fiber optics and told JR, okay, this bill's going to be yours. You're paying for this. And I decided I'm going to write a power of attorney. The name of the contract, I put it in. You know, uh, this is a power of attorney. JR is going to be responsible for the bill, but he cannot cancel this contract or, or anything along that line. You must talk to us. And I, I work, now I work at a CPA firm and there's several notaries. So I took my little created power attorney and we had it notarized, make it official, right? You pay two bucks and sign in front of a notary. And, uh, you know, I scanned it and set it off to the, the internet providers. So if they honor this power of attorney, <laughs> you know, they're going to talk to us without but any But are you waiting a, t- a time frame? Like, I know it's, like, my husband and I decided to wait till he was 30 to make a decision. Like, let's just give it till he's 30 to see if we need to take full guardianship. Well, our son will be 32 in April, but we haven't done anything yet. There's no rush really, but do you have a time frame in mind? Um, because I know our son is, you know, he lives on his own and he's making great decisions. He still takes advice, but you know, I have medical power attorney, like I said, but there's still issues that you, yeah, maybe I should, you know, yeah. so we're still weighing that option right now. And but even I'm, in that case, don't you think there's, neurotypical young adults that, I mean, they make bad decisions all the time. So, I mean, I don't know that that's like the black and white. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I I think it depends. Cause I mean, to me, like Zachary, we don't need to have full guardianship. If we're talking about just regular learning, failing, learning, all that stuff. If he was able to do that, we wouldn't even have considered it. We might have to think about something more specific, like, is there an issue like handling finances or is there an issue? Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, um, but and the rest of it, some of that's just normal, typical. It is. You're right. Uh, struggling through. Like I didn't make every good choice. I was just going to say I, was... I needed someone to make some financial <laughs> decisions for me. That's why I, I married Jason. Also, <laughs> also I, ne- I did not always take my parents' advice. Yeah. Although True. I'm sure it was all fabulous. But, um, <laughs> yeah. I didn't always listen. <laughs> right. So. Anyway, but, but I yeah. think as parents, we probably all have that in the back of our head, yeah. right? Thinking, right? Because right. how is this going to turn out, and should yes. I take right guardianship? Because you mentioned the letter, Elizabeth. That you know, I think when when my son was getting ready to graduate, it was stuck in there with his paperwork about oh, guardianship. Yeah. About yes. is this an option for you, and how to explore it? So all of us with kids with a disability, we get that letter in some paperwork at some point after high school, and it's in there. And we read about it and we talk, we should talk about it, I guess, but we're still waiting. It's not. Because there is some vulnerability there Mm -hmm. that might, you know, that might not be. And especially if for those that, you know, do receive a disability check. Right. You know, there are people that that know how to work it. You know, they know how to go after that individual and, and who's maybe lonely, doesn't understand what friendship you know, mm-hmm. certain boundaries of friendship, you don't hand that over to a friend right. because they're your friends, you know. So, 
Yeah. So it's very, it's so individualized and just like with, yeah. So I have three in there at three different places. Yeah. There might be a time where Chase, we might look into the financial piece or we might have to look into the, to the, um, the medical guardianship right. because, mm-hmm. you know, if he starts to refuse his treatments, then right. that could be an issue. I mean, that becomes life threatening for him. Right. I think if we structure it so that we, as we age, that our young adult has a support group or in my case, you know, JR is going to have his younger sister and hopefully, you know, Zara will be giving him good advice and be a protector because I think JR is always going to need some guidance yes. again, way more so than my daughter, Zara, you know? Right. So I, I, I acknowledge the need for guidance and I, I acknowledge my mortality. So <laughs> structuring a, a team, well, right now it's a team of one, but hopefully finding, you know, other people to come and, and support JR so that he knows that he has people to go to, to ask questions. And uh, man, even for JR, asking questions is tough. They don't always know the questions to ask. Yeah. Well, that's that whole um, concept of supported decision making is making those teams, making those connections, knowing who to ask mm-hmm. that, you know, if they're going to make one of those crazy decisions that we all make, you know, I'm going to, you know, my, my daughter was trying to figure out she can battery went out on her car and she, you know, needed to get a new, a new battery and um, she didn't want to pay the money and all, you know, a lot of things going on. And she's like, well, I watched on YouTube or I can put a battery in the car myself. Oh, and I said, let's have you call your grandpa and see what he thinks. And so she's like, yeah. And he said, well, days old and the cars I used to drive, not a problem. He says, but these cars these days, you know, oh, you need yeah. to take it. And so that was her part of her team. You know, I didn't really have the answers to that. You know, all I could see was her putting it on wrong and shocking herself, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I, I referred her to somebody else on her team. So, mm-hmm. so I know Eric's building his own team. Yeah, he so. is. <laughs> <laughs> He's got quite a little team. Reproduction. Yeah. Yes. Then <laughs> we never seeked any kind of guardianship. And one of the reasons was financial. And then um, his neurologist always talked to him about um, his seizures and about him being compliant on medication. And he all, we always felt like we thought he was, would do it. Yeah. And um, so he has. And, and when he did start talking about guardianship, when that time came around, the first thing Eric said was, I want to be, do not want any part of guardianship because I want to vote. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's exactly why I didn't do it for Zion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah, my son voiced the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, that funny. Well, thing. Eric was always involved in politics, yes. right? Yeah. He was heavily. So, yeah. I can see, sense. though, that if, Zion moved out and wasn't taking his medication. I can see maybe mm-hmm. that happening. But I, I, once I realized I wasn't on my mercy, I couldn't see any of his records anymore. We just went in and filled out paperwork with the doctor's office mm-hmm. that that I could then I could get back on my mercy and and see his records and yeah. and um, he made sure he signed paperwork that he could share information mm-hmm. with me. And he is pretty compliant, so I. Um, Compliant with sharing information with me. Mm-hmm. As long as he's on. Okay, so I can see how if he wasn't taking his medication, he could. I would probably ask for that. Right. Yeah, for medical. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, for medical guardianship. 
Yeah, and I'm getting ready to update all that right now, so I'm curious to see what the new forms have changed or mm-hmm. I don't know. But, Elizabeth, do you have anything else to add to that? Well, I, you know, I'm going to put some of these, you know, organizations that teach a lot about this on our blog, but I did want to just throw out some websites, sure. too. Absolutely. So, um, org. Um, so that's going to be Missouri-based, and there's... Um, MoGuardianship.com, and that's going to have a lot of those tools and those toolkits, the stoplight tool, looking at those checklists um, to kind of help you go through that. Mm-hmm. And then there's, uh, you know, supporteddecisionmaking.org and future planning. There's a lot of things on future planning. Oh, okay. So, yeah, the National Arc has those. So, you know, whether you, you don't take guardianship and you're really looking at, you know, wanting to create a life plan, you've got... You know, you used to have an IEP, you might have an individual support plan, that ISP, but what about a life plan? You know, how can you help those who come after you to know, you know, your your wishes and your, you know, your hopes and how to how to work with things. So that I'm gonna go and ahead how and to throw interpret this out. how to interpret the young adult because we yeah. know their behavioral tendencies and may know what they mean and somebody who comes in cold doesn't. Right. And I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah. No, no, that's perfect. That's perfect. And, you know, um, yeah, so we'll just put, yeah, put those, I'll put those out there okay. and take a look on our blog. And I'm thinking, too, now with full guardianship, there was, there was a big movement to make keeping the right to vote oh, that was it there? was an option with mm-hmm. full guardianship. But I am not 100%, but if we've got our lawyer, let's, yeah, yeah, let's try to get that, get that answer. Mm-hmm. I right. just want... Um, piece of advice, uh, which I didn't take myself, (laughs) but uh, legal aid will help if you meet the financial requirements. Legal aid can help uh, cover the costs of the filings and um, that. So you have to, you have to apply. And um, another thing in, in finding an attorney, Especially for guardianship, because it's a non-contested issue for the most part. And so I have heard one horror story where a parent went in a guardianship matter and the bill was something like $10,000 or whatever. Just horrible. Meet with the attorney. Ask them, this is, this is a non-contested issue. Can we do flat fee billing so that I know exactly what it's going to cost? And I think asking for a flat fee billing will eliminate that because attorneys usually bill by the hour. And, and the, 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 the parent with the horror story, she, she asked, well, give me a, a billing, give me an itemized statement. And they did. And so, you know, when it's, you know, 0.5 um, hours spent on a telephone call or Eight hours researching, can they retain the right to vote? Maybe. <laughs> exactly. Oh, right. Exactly. And so you, I mean, yeah, yeah. flat fee billing, I think, is a good piece That's of advice. Mm-hmm. Great. That is good, good advice. Done. Good advice. Okay. I think we're going to wrap it up on guardianship. That was a good, important episode. Um, if any more questions or concerns, feel free to email us. And then, like Elizabeth said, everything will be on our blog concerning guardianship and If something wasn't clear or you have questions about guardianship, just like I said before, email us and see if we can answer them. And then Tara, what is our, where can everybody find us? Okay. So (laughs) um, Elizabeth made some really cool blogs too. So make sure you check those out at navigatingadultautism.com. 
That's our website. And you can listen to the podcast on the website, on Apple or Spotify. And then we were on, we are on Facebook and Instagram under Navigating Adult Autism. I think it's podcast on Instagram and Navigating Adult Autism on Facebook. Our email address is moms at navigatingadultautism.com. Okay, excellent. And she did it with very notes. good. <laughs> I know. I did have to look at the ceiling so I could remember it all. It, it doesn't help that we only meet like very, you know, yeah. once a month or once every two weeks that I have to remember how to run the soundboard and all of our websites at the same. Yeah. Okay, you're doing a you're great job. You're doing very good. It's you're doing a great job. Applause. Yes. So, Thank you, everybody. Karen, we miss you. Thank, Thank you. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.